right, we're gonna hit record here. And we're gonna give a countdown. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box. And I am here with my good friend, Dr. Mark Ellis from Georgia Chiropractic Neurology Center. Dr. Ellis, how's it going, man? Hey, always great to see you. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. And and today's episode is a really special episode because it's something that um, I know you've done for a long time. You've treated it. You've done all this research on it. And it's something that a lot of our patients in office have been asking about. And, and that's vertigo. So why don't you just start off by giving us the 101 on what vertigo is? Sure. So a lot of people will misunderstand it because they don't understand that there's different types. Uh, there are internal vertigos where you feel like you're moving or things are happening in your body. There's external vertigo where you perceive your world moving. Um, and then dizziness can be where you feel funny, but you don't necessarily um, see anything. And so you, you have the different variations. And then there's like a balance disorder type of a vertigo where it's difficult to balance and move around and things. So there's different categories of it. And then there's different causes for each category. You know, just right there, I learned so much more about vertigo than I originally knew before. And I think, you know, do you think some of the part, some of the reasons that this is so difficult on people is that they're being misdiagnosed on which type of vertigo they have? Yeah, I mean, it's it's common to misdiagnose people in medicine. It's probably more common than uh, than we want. We're always trying to get better at it. Yeah. And then a lot of times people are looking for what their one issue is, but the reality is, is that they have multiple issues. Again, going back to what you and I keep talking about where you're uh, taking this integrative approach. So there's one of what are the things that are contributing to cause it. And then two, you could have a symptom like vertigo, but you could have more than one cause of it. So we talked, you know, the last episode we did was on POTS syndrome. And you mentioned that there was some similarities between POTS and vertigo, maybe POTS leading to vertigo or vertigo leading to POTS. Is that kind of what you're talking about in the sense that you think you might have vertigo, but it's actually POTS? Yeah, absolutely. So you could have POTS and then because you're not getting a good blood flow, you get uh, dizziness. So some people with POTS will get vertigo, but some people with POTS might not. They could just get the nausea and, and well, they'll still get the lightheadedness. So, um, but they're interrelated. What's interesting is I feel like, I only mentioned this because my, my, my grandmother had this recently and I I feel like people, as they get older, are more likely to have some sort of vertigo, uh, vertigo symptoms. Is vertigo symptoms a thing? Yes, yes, uh, especially with balance and station and movement. So, so for wh- sure. What's that about? Like, because balance is such a big deal as people get older. Is that is that another inner ear thing? I know you know you're dealing so much with with neuro stuff. You know how much of of this is neurological? Well, let me. Let me kind of go back to that one question that we were talking about of how the, that, the one and the other are interrelated. So 
in a in a very broad category, you can have peripheral vertigo and central vertigo. And peripheral vertigo, some of the common ones are you have your vestibular apparatus. And so it it has different functions. One, it can sense if you're spinning, or the other one, it can sense if you're translating up or down or left and right. And if you get an infection in there or a tumor or something, you'll get vertigo. And then the nerve transmits the message from the apparatus, and that's your peripheral nerve. Even though it's inside your skull, we call it a peripheral nerve because it's not in the brain yet. And that's your vestibular cochlear nerve. And people will get tumors on there or different problems with that nerve that can also give them vertigo. So that's a peripheral vertigo, the really classic one that people who are suffering with it will learn about is called a benign positional vertigo, where inside your vestibular apparatus, you have one set of sensors called your labyrinths for rotation. And they have these little hair cells. And when you rotate, the fluid pushes on it, and that tells you how you're spinning. And then a different part called uh, the otoliths, they have hair cells with little crystals stuck to them. And what will happen is the crystal will break off and it'll roll into the other sensor, the one for rotation, and it will tell you you're moving when you aren't. And so that's called a benign positional vertigo. Benign meaning it's not a cancer or or it's not a... um, a malignant pathology that's going to cause severe problems for you. And it's positional because people will get it when they lay down or if they sit up or if they bend over in the morning to brush their teeth. So it's positional. And and a lot of times people are told that they have that. Well, what happens is your inner ear from the left side and your inner ear from the right side are not lined up at birth totally equal and they don't send the same amount of messages totally equal so as the electrical chemical messages go into your brain from the left and your right your brain makes an adaptation and it works to calibrate them so if you get a little more input from your left ear than your right when it comes in your brain calibrates it so your left ear would be high and it makes them equal well if you get the Huh? And you want that. Yeah, that's normal. Okay. That happens for everybody your whole life. Okay. Well, if something happens like an infection or a viral infection, say like the current COVID one, or the crystal breaks free or something happens and you're getting extra stimulation, say from your left, much higher than it used to be, you'll get vertigo. Well, your brain will try to balance it. And let's say it can't, but it's trying. But now when you fix it and it goes away, you go the other direction. Yeah. And that's a central vertigo. So that's a vertigo that's occurring in your central nervous system. And it has to do with how your central nervous system is dealing with the information, not what the peripheral nervous system is sending in. So if you get a crystal that breaks free and it's overactivating your brain, 
you'll get a peripheral vertigo and a central vertigo. You can get both. And then you just try to treat the crystal and you're sitting there and you're going, man, I don't know why I still have vertigo. And it gets more complicated. It can be not just positional, but you just start feeling dizzy and funny and nauseous more frequently because you're you're getting a, a central vertigo. Now you have both and you have to fix both to get them better. So a lot of times people will do the treatments for the peripheral one and not for the central one. And they'll have this vertigo for years and years and years. And they'll be a little bit misdiagnosed because they'll say, well, I have a benign positional vertigo. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe, but you might've fixed it. And now you have a central vertigo and uh, you need that corrected as well. It it seems like, it could be very easy to get vertigo just based on what you're saying. Like, you know, just a little thing happens and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're in vertigo. So like, what are some of the most common causes that that you see in your office? Well, again, uh, bacterial infections, viral infections, we see a lot of people with concussions. So it's extremely common for people with post concussive syndrome to get vertigo Virtual reality uh, experiences also give people vertigo. So if people go into uh, a virtual reality world or if they go to, unfortunately, things like Disney World where they're in these virtual reality environments, they'll get um, vertigo that we'll call it a mal debarkment. So mal debarkment is when you get on a, a boat and you're on the boat and your brain adapts to the movement of the boat but then and you don't you might not even get seasick on the boat but then when you get off the boat you're land sick or you have mal debarkment bad debarking from the boat so those are the big common ones so getting off the boat but the virtual reality environments can give people vertigo concussions bacterial viral infections or ischemic events mini strokes, which I think a lot of where you're talking about the older population, they really need to do things to keep their blood vessels healthy and their blood flow healthy. Uh, And that's where things like nutrition are extremely important, preventing inflammatory processes to to keep your, your blood vessels open. So as people get older, they get constrictions in their blood vessels, and then they'll get ischemic events and they can get dizzy, strokes, things like that. As far as like pre- preventative, if you know if someone is trying to avoid getting vertigo, maybe they've had you know a a case here and there, like they've had vertigo before, but then it's they've kind of worked through it. it. Did they actually work through it out of curiosity, or is it still kind of there, but they've just learned to live with it? Is that something that needs to be like dealt with? out of total curiosity. I think it's good to check. So your symptoms can go away, but the, but the problem can still be there. Okay. Um, and it can even manifest itself differently. Like some people, their vertigo will go away, but their head will get tilted and they, they might not even notice it or some will like, Oh man, ever since then I'm a little tilted. And then that can lead to different orthopedic problems. Is that kind um, of that compen- It seems like it's all your brain trying to compensate for something. You know, you mentioned with the with the ears. You know, your brain compensates to make them even. But then all of a sudden, when you know you're not in vertigo, you're down here. 
like it seems like your body has this way of trying to balance itself out, which we've talked about before, but that balance could also work against us in ways. Yes. Yeah. So we're always trying to balance and calibrate our world. And one of the most important things the brain works to do is to maintain horizontal. So we always want to know where horizontal is and how to line up with horizontal so that we know how to move in our world. Mm. And uh, so we're always trying to compensate for that. Or if you eat uh, a whole bunch of sugar, you have to compensate for that. So you release insulin and you try to metabolize the sugar. If you can't do it well, then you store it as fat and you start to make fat instead. So we're always going through these allosteric processes with our chemistry of, of what do we eat and how do we balance. If we get uh, upset, what happens to our autonomic nervous system or how are we balancing input from our world? So, you know, if there's more light, then our pupils get smaller. If there's less light, then our pupils should get bigger. So we're constantly trying to balance and coordinate information. It's really fascinating. And, and, and I know, you know, you're treating everybody from a personalized standpoint. We talk so much about that, how everyone's unique. Uh, there's so many different integrations that uh, people are going through. You're looking at when you're looking at a patient. Is there any sort of like things that you would coach people to do after they leave a, a visit with you with vertigo in terms of like just to uh, prevent it from happening again, or is this kind of a permanent fix? What's your, well, what's your thoughts on that? It's for me, it's rare that I do that, but we do do it. And then we do uh, a little bit more. What are the classic vestibular rehab exercises? So if you go online or you go and look for the information, you'll see things like zero times viewing one times viewing. So it's real common where they'll take a target and they'll rotate while they look at it. So that's an exercise. Or they'll turn their head while they look at the target. Or they'll move the target and follow it. Or you can turn your head and do it. Or you do it while you're walking. So these are very classic vestibular rehab exercises. But a lot of the patients who come to us have already tried those. And what happens is, their system isn't calibrated well enough. So if they're, if they're trying to turn their head, they don't even know it. And they're, instead of being smooth and looking at the target, they might go. Uh, yeah. And they'll do this. And so what's happening is they're moving wrong or they'll move. I don't know if you can see this on here, but they might move and then look off. I'm trying to exaggerate it, but and they'll look off. So they're, they're doing this thing, but they're not maintaining the calibration. And if it's not calibrated, then the treatment sort of just further promulgates the problem. Yeah, I, I would imagine that it would make it worse, you know, and it, it can. And then a lot of times what they say is keep going until it gets better. So the idea is that as you're doing the therapies and your brain's trying to recalibrate, your symptoms get worse. And so people will keep going 
as their symptoms are getting worse, waiting for the day that their brain eventually calibrates. What we do in our office is that we look and we say, well, you're not doing the treatment correctly. We're going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And then we have experts in the vestibular system and we're actually sitting there and we're holding and we're turning your head or we're giving you the tracking to get you to precisely recalibrate your system. And so we do that. We do that very, very differently um, than than some of our counterparts in the in the area. Do you think that's one of the biggest issues with vertigo is, you know, the exercises might be the right thing to do. They're just doing them wrong. Is that kind of what's maybe causing vertigo to be more of a problem than it perhaps needs? to? Yeah, be? the exercises might be the correct thing, but they're not doing it proficiently enough. Yeah. Or number two is um, they, they might not be the optimal exercises for that individual person. And um, yeah, you need to change it, especially if you're looking like if you put a pulse ox on the person and you do the exercise and their heart rate goes up, well, that might not be the best. Or did you look, do they have POTS? You know, like, so a lot of the people, again, on the misdiagnosis thing, they might've had POTS and they were diagnosed with vertigo and you have to get the POTS better and stabilize the dysautonomia in order to get the vestibular system really working well. Yeah, it, it seems like what, what's happening a lot is the, you know, a person is getting treated for one of the symptoms that's being solved, but, and then you think it's done, but the other part has not been solved. So then it, like, I can imagine this being so frustrating for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and what ends up happening. Okay. And it's just, it's the classic thing. They're extremely frustrated. They keep going back to doctors for help. And then the doctors will say, well, that's the level of improvement you're going to get. And you just need to learn to cope with that for the rest of your life. Or they'll get in a way very much misdiagnosed and they'll say, well, you just have anxiety. Yep. And so you need to get better, but they might have anxiety. You would have anxiety also if your world was tilted or spinning, or you felt like you were spinning. Um, that gives people anxiety. It's like, yeah, fix my vertigo and my anxiety will go away. <laughs> I mean, talk about like the purest form of, of integrative right there, getting to the root. Like I can imagine so many people getting, you know, uh, diagnosed with anxiety over something like this, because like you said, who wouldn't be anxious when, you know, the world is moving and you don't know why, you know, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Um, it's huge. So, so back to, you know, this whole integrative concept, you know, it seems like you mentioned, you know, eating well, and, you know, I'm sure there's some, uh, other balanced stuff that we can do. How, wh what else is kind of correlated with vertigo, um, well, in terms of what's lacking? I mean, some really important things for, for any problem that a human suffers from is blood sugar regulation. So the blood sugar goes into your cells and it goes into what we call the powerhouse of the cell, your mitochondria, and the glucose goes in and then it makes a chemical called ATP and we call that energy. And you need that in order to stay healthy and keep all of the cells in your body functioning. So if people don't have good blood sugar regulation, 
you'll run into a huge problem with it. And a lot of times you'll just look at um, your blood sugar levels and they'll say, well, they're fine, but they don't look at the hemoglobin A1C levels and they don't see how that's functioning and, uh, and they don't compare it with triglycerides and things. So you can have these sub, you're not diabetic, but you still have a blood sugar problem. Another big ones are thyroid disorders. Yep. The thyroid is huge in producing proteins in all of your cells. So when you look at patients with thyroid problems, they have enormous amounts of different systems involved, eyes, hair, back, adipose cells, uh, liver, all these things. So um, you really, you know, looking at the metabolic systems is very, very important. Um, and then making sure that the central nervous system is also calibrated. So you have to look at that holistically. As far as your central nervous system being calibrated, is that something that has to be done manually? Uh, it might be a totally ignorant question, but how else would no, you... No, no, it's a great question. Your your central nervous system has redundant backup systems to keep itself functioning. Unfortunately, when it's not able to do it, then you need outside help. So ideally, you should be able to uh, fall down, hit your head, get vertigo. A few days later, it's gone, or two weeks later, it's gone, and you're actually better. So we'll have, what we like to do is we like to have patients with, with no symptoms, they come in and we do uh, pre-concussive screenings. So we do a neurocognitive test and we see how well they're able to process information. We do a balance test and we check how good their balance is on uh, these posturography machines we have. And then we do an eye motor tracking test because that's known to be extremely important in concussions. That's the classic pre-concussive screening. Then you, if you get a concussion, you wait a couple weeks, you could have vertigo, your symptoms could go away. You come back in, we rerun the tests. And if your scores are as good as they used to be, then you're probably doing real well. But sometimes the vertigo goes away and they have balance problems that they don't know until you really test it or their neurocognitive elements might slow down and they didn't realize like oh my vertigo went away and i was still just maybe a little foggy in my thinking but they're actually cognitively compromised and so we can go in and help them and that's uh you know more related to the the concussions so somebody somebody wants us to do a concussion talk we we can do it but concussions give you vertigo. So we like to do a pretest and then recheck and you can have it and then your brain recalibrates itself and you're all better and your vertigo is gone. But sometimes it doesn't and then you need a professional intervention. Would would a pre-concussive you know, uh, evaluation also be helpful um, say if you if you end up getting vertigo from a an infection, viral or bacterial, or would it only yeah. okay? Because it seems yeah. like it's just so interesting how you know concussions are so similar, um, or concussive symptoms are very similar to 
things that are happening when you get an infection. So you can knock your head, get a concussion, and then end up getting vertigo. But the same thing could happen from an infection. Is that, am I, am I off there? That, that's exactly correct. So when you get a concussion, sometimes if they're severe, you tear your nerves. And then when you tear your nerves, you get a spreading cortical depression where the chemicals come out and cause problems. Other times when you get a concussion, you might not really tear your nerves, but you still get this chemical issue. And then it, it makes the nerves not work well due to the inflammation. Well, if you get a viral infection, then you get inflammation. You can get inflammation in your brain and the inflammation causes similar symptoms as a concussion. Um, and so both of them need to get corrected. You know, when you're talking about the pre-concussive evaluation, that seems to be something that would be <laughs> important for anybody to do, especially as they're aging, because, you know, we do, as you know, we, we do a lot of hormones and, and, and we like to actually get a baseline hormone panel when their hormones are at their peak, you know, when they're at their optimal levels, like at 30, you know, that way we have something to uh, kind of go back to say, okay, you operate best at this level. Is that kind of how you're looking at these pre-concussive screenings? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the areas in medicine and particularly an area of medicine driven by the insurance company is insurance companies will do a little bit of um, health screenings to see if you have issues, but, but there's not a big effort into keeping people healthy. Insurance companies don't tend to pay for that. And so I think medicine comes up a little short in that area. And, sure. and I think that we, we would get better as a society where we really focus more and more and more on how do you stay healthy and what is health and how do we maintain it? Um, and so getting your, your blood chemistry evaluated while you're healthy is good. Not because, not just be, or getting your brain evaluated while you're healthy is good. Not just because we say, well, then if something happens to you, we know what happened, but it's just, let's keep you on the right track as long as we can and prevent you from going down the hill. I think in the last one, we talked about that of, you know, the car's driving on the road and are you going to put the ambulance at the bottom of the hill for when it crashes? Or do you want to get the guardrail up there and, and keep it on the road? And so, but for whatever reason, our, our, our emotional brain doesn't, it's not as powerfully motivated to do things that are good for us <laughs> when we don't have problems. And when we have problems, our emotional brain becomes powerfully motivated to act on it. Um, did, did I tell you the, the way around that? Did I tell you the story on, um, we had a, a patient who, who got COVID and, and had some, had pretty bad symptoms. And, uh, what they did was they immediately cut out all sugar and within two days, their symptoms were completely gone. It, nice. It's just wild. And, you know, you mentioned this beforehand with, with vertigo, it all seems to kind of go back to inflammation to some degree, you know? 
and, and vertigo is the same thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just fascinating. Um, it, I know we're running out of time here. Um, anything, you know, for the people who have suffered from vertigo, uh, you know, are you treating that sort of thing in your office? How can they get a hold of you? Uh, any parting pieces of, uh, of advice uh, that we, we won't call med- medical advice over, over the airwaves here? <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, one of the most important things is to know that there's hope out there. If you're somebody particularly who's had a chronic vertigo and you're looking for answers and you know, some people are 10, 15, 20 years in and they just they lose hope and they they think they did it all. Uh, there's always hope, you know, you, you got to there's hope. And so we have those people here all the time where they go, oh, I did everything. I did every every possible choice. Um, but you know, give us a call and we can do a free consult for you. If you're in the area, you know, you're welcome to come by the office and we can show you around, show you what we do. Sometimes people have been to 50 or 150 doctors. They're, um, a little burnt out on trying again. And, but so we, so we know that, that that happens and, you know, we try to stay very welcome to those people and let them get a feel for it. They know doctors better than we know doctors because they've, <laughs> they've, they've interacted with so many of them. So, um, but yeah, feel free to contact us on the website. It's above me there, healthybrainnow.com. And uh, you can request a free consult and we're happy to talk with you and see if, if we think you're a candidate or let you get to know uh, our staff and see if you think um, that uh, it works for you. That's a that's a powerful message there, Doctor Ellis. There is hope, and and if there's anybody out there who has suffered from vertigo or knows someone that has for an extended uh, extended period of time, there is hope. We're going to put Doctor Ellis's contact card at the end of this video, so make sure you stay till the end there, so you can know where he is at. Dr. Ellis, man, I, I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been a blast as always. Uh, within this chat, I can already think of like three more topics that I want to cover with you. So we'll have to get you back on the, on the, on the podcast here shortly. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm having a blast. So anytime. Dr. Ellis, thank you. Guys, this has been Outside the Box. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us as always. Uh, and as always, we will see you guys next time. See y'all. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.